Welcome to the second episode of the 2022 Plant Services Compressed Air Podcast Series, sponsored by Kaiser Compressors. Each podcast in this four-episode series will tackle one of the many facets of compressor system operation and costing. I'm Anna Townsend, Managing Editor of Plant Services and your host for today's podcast. And I'm joined by two compressor experts from Kaiser, Neil Meltretter and Werner Rauer, for a discussion on compressed air system data monitoring. Neil is the technical director for Kaiser Compressors, and he's conducted and supervised thousands of industrial compressed air studies to help plant teams achieve significant energy savings and operational improvements. Werner is the project manager for oil-injected and oil-free screw compressors at Kaiser Compressors, And he's an active leader in the Compressed Air and Gas Institute, where he helped develop the widely used KGI compressor data sheets. Uh, Welcome, guys, and thanks for joining me um, and for being part of our 2022 Compressed Air podcast series. Great to be here. Hello, everyone, and thank you very much for taking time to listen in on this topic. Great, thanks. Um, So we'll get right to it. We're discussing compressed air system data monitoring. Um, And Werner, I'm going to throw this first question to you. Uh, What are the most important things to know for our discussion today when it comes to a compressed air system? There certainly are a large number of items that people would like to know about their compressed air system. And they certainly vary or expand depending on who is asking or looking for information, like uh, maintenance personnel, plant managers, corporate, and even the uh, equipment manufacturers. So let's uh, take a look at the top tier items. We're talking about compressed air systems. So first and foremost is the system pressure, period. Everybody knows that when the pressure is low, that things either have gone wrong or are about to get worse. Pressure readings too high are quite rare, but also indicating trouble. And uh, low pressure alarms are the most common installed alarms in the system. Uh, Next would be any alarms or warning messages or indicator lights on the key components like compressors, dryers, filters, uh, specific sensors like a pressure dew point monitor, for example, uh, valves, etc., that are equipped for this and installed in your system for a reason. Operating and service hours and possibly some temperature readings are items of interest as well. And uh, nowadays, um, this would be followed by energy data like power and flow at pressure resulting in a specific power uh, number as well. That could be for the entire system or for each compressor individually and other energy consumers. And it may also include water consumption if the equipment is water cooled. At the end, it is the historic data of these things that makes it even more useful. Well, to follow up on that question a little bit, what's the best way to get that information and all that data from a from a compressed air system? Sure, um, you know, pulling the data from the individual compressor controller, or you know, better yet, a master controller uh, directly is going to be the best method to understanding all the points that that Werner mentioned in question one. You know, it's funny because you know Werner and I spent 
uh, a few minutes yesterday talking about digital signals and analog signals and the difference between them. But individual controllers and master controllers, they're taking stock of hundreds of data points a second, both analog and digital. Uh, master controllers are, are really important because it's a one-stop shop for all your data sources. So your compressors, your dryers, your drains uh, could be louvers or you know extra signals like Werner mentioned could be flow, could be pressure dew point. And this data can then in turn be sent to the customer's uh, DCS or plant control system for further evaluation. There's so many protocols out there right now for customers to pull data. And it depends on what you have, uh, but you know, typically it's Modbus or Ethernet IP. We've seen a lot of interest in OPC UA right now, Profinet, as well as BACnet to name a few. So it's it's just a matter of of how that data is trending. Like Werner said, what's the history? You know, what we know what's happening now because of that alarm, but what precipitated that alarm? And, and so that data coming to the, the customer, you know, how is it coming? Is it coming right to their inbox? Is it coming through in an app? You know, those are things that, that we're starting to see. Um, and you know, customers are very interested in, in the operating temperature of that equipment or the room, um, especially also with flow. So flow during off shift or downtime, whatever that leak rate may be. So those are the, the things that I think, you know, we're starting to see getting that information, viewing that information, um, starting to be come paramount. Yeah, if I may add something there, the, with the today's equipment, we had 2022, right, uh, that should include modern controllers that not only have those sensors that you mentioned, but also uh, provide local storage as well as communication ports to move that data. Uh, these extra sensors are becoming more common, more and more, maybe because the prices get lower, but anyway, it's absolutely on everybody's list, maybe because they realize more and more the benefits of knowing what is going on in their compressor system. In my mind, it's also important that where the data is stored and how quickly it is pulled for me to look at, you know, like a dashboard or a front-end browser app or your uh, cell phone. So, Werner, you helped us sort of understand what's most important. And, Neil, you talked about how you can collect and pull that data. So, so what's next and what can customers then do with that data? Yeah, that's, that's a great question, if not the question that everybody is asking. Uh, most customers so far, meaning a few years back, have been happy to get the basic information on those top tiers that uh, we discussed earlier. Um, it's like driving a car. You get some analog values, like speed is the most important, and some indicators or indicator lights or messages, or let's make this even simpler. Green is all good, yellow needs some attention, and planning and red however that requires immediate action since uh, most people do not want to babysit their station 24 7 typically that master controller is employed as neil mentioned and that is supposed to provide that simplified interface for the end user or customer add a modem and the other communication ports to connect to the intranet or internet, and you will receive those messages in real time, perhaps also allowing you to view the overall status online and act immediately and properly, having pinpointed a target 
issue. Having countdown maintenance hours allows for the planning and servicing of the equipment, pressure graphs over time, take it, make it easy to find those low spots to investigate what was going on with the rest of the plant that's using compressed air at that particular time. You may realize that you well, simply lost a compressor or a valve was stuck open, or you simply are exceeding the capacity of your compressors. Knowing how low the pressure dropped enables you or us to size up the missing capacity and plan for the expansion with way more confidence than just guessing. Uh, if air quality is important, the minimum would be to look at the pressure dew point curve, watching out for irregularities, perhaps finding out that every day when the ambient temperatures goes above 90, the values just keeps on creeping up. And uh, before uh, something shuts down, uh, you may want to call in and uh, make a call for cleaning up the heat exchangers of a refrigerated dryer or finding uh, that the drain gets stuck every once in a while, causing those dew point spikes. So similarly for compressors, they may struggle with increased ambient temperatures and need a good cleaning, uh, which you can then schedule or perhaps identifying a thermal shortcut on just one compressor with ducting or that the exhaust fan of the entire compressor room stopped working. Going further, statistics on your system coming off of that data can provide overall cost and efficiency values, allow targeting of inefficiencies of a particular compressor or other component, or all of them. You can confidently reduce the main pressure setting on your master controller to save energy and watch how the system and your manufacturing plant reacts. So basically, data monitoring allows for optimizing your system, perhaps with the help of a uh, system expert. Yeah, I think what, what Werner said was was perfect, especially that last piece. You know, how do you know what these target values should be? Right? So what's that specific power supposed to be? Um, and then what's the best pressure for you to run at? Um, duty cycles on the compressors, operating temperatures of the compressors. You know, those are things that we'd always recommend for the plant to determine with your compressed air provider to figure out, okay, you know, this is the baseline that, that we want to hit. How can we get there? So, you know, if you can't measure it, you, you don't know what it is. So measure it and let's figure out, okay, what is it on paper? How close is it to what we want it to be? And then how do we, how do we get there? So you know, those are, are really powerful tools. Okay, so as a follow-up to that, what, what about manufacturers and what can they or other third parties do with that data? Is it useful to them as well? You know, I, it, it absolutely is. I, I think we're going to give you some great examples, um, you know, of what can be done uh, with this data in real time. Um, you know, I think the goal for manufacturers is to understand how the equipment's in operation, right? So when we start talking about fixed speed compressors, uh, we wanna ensure that those units are running 100% loaded um, or off. And, and so those are things that we would wanna be looking for. And that will help us understand what failures we might be seeing at a, at a customer site that are surprising, right? So if we can say, oh, well, you know, this cooler has a leak in it, so, okay, well, that's a surprise. We wouldn't expect that to happen in this amount of time. Um, you know, what's that duty cycle? Well, 
you know, the individual controller certainly has that information in there, but, you know, we may not be able to see the short cycling of that compressor. So with that data being able to dial in or, or getting data packets out, we might be able to see those trends. So, you know, if it's a 24 hour type of uptime system, then absolutely the manufacturer or the service provider would want to be getting those messages and alarms to ensure that the customer is completely operational. You know, Kaiser has our, our own um, Sigma Air utility business where, where we own the equipment and, and we're servicing the equipment and we're guaranteeing an uptime for customers. So those are really important for us. And, you know, for a business model, we want to make sure that everything is, is a go. So, you know, from a customer standpoint or um, from a third party, you know, it's also when's that service due? So, you know, maybe we're going out there every two weeks to ensure that the system looks good, but you know, if it's three or four hours away, we want to be able to dial in and say, okay, well, when's service really going to be due? And in a lot of cases, what we find is, uh, you know, customers are busy doing what they normally do, and they may not be able to answer the phone and tell us what those service hours are and how close we are to the next service. So we may end up getting there and, you know, we can do service on one compressor, but not on the second one. And you know, we, we want to consolidate those trips and, you know, typically with a master controller, we'd be able to do that. So being able to dial in and, and pre-scheduling and calling a customer and saying, hey, it looks like you're going to be ready for service in two weeks. Let's get you on the schedule because right now that's how long we're, we're uh, built out. And that way everybody's able to plan uh, going forward. So pretty powerful stuff that, that's out there really right now. Well, Manufacturers or compressor system specialists can certainly help the customer in analyzing of all the data and provide recommendations, which by no means should replace a compressed air system audit, including a walkthrough. At least you have to do this one time to get familiar with the customer system. Uh, manufacturers use the actual system data for a number of things, like, for example, verifying how their control modes actually work in a live real system and allow for creating new ones or optimizing existing control modes. We also look at the data to develop algorithms for our master controller. And uh, now we can just watch and see what this chess computer decides to do in a live system. And uh, one more note here, every system is different. Definitely. Thank you, very interesting. I especially appreciated the the information about the Kaiser utility business. I think that's a business model that is really important these days and you, you're kind of seeing it more and more. So it ties in definitely to what we're talking about today. Um, so kind of interesting question here that I'm gonna to throw to you guys, but what is the most interesting thing that you've learned or seen in a system via a remote feed? <laughs> Where do I start? I know we have very limited time. So let me just let me take that one since you mentioned SAU. So one of our SAU systems, uh, those are all about reliability and uptime that we guarantee, as Neil mentioned. So we have one with uh, all three machines with an integrated heat of compression dryer and <clears throat> we monitor them 24 seven. So we see dew point spikes sent as a message. Looking at the stored data, we are looking for patterns and at the end, we had to basically invite the design engineer who is looking, uh, who is stationed in Germany, 
And uh, he determined that the intercooler drain failed occasionally, but with no error message. So that was absolutely new to us. And he helped us figure out on how to get to the bottom of this. And uh, that uh, failure drain called, uh, allowed the liquid water downstream and causing those spikes. So that certainly resulted in a very thorough investigation or root cause analysis, and it has been resolved and it will now benefit uh, future customers. Uh, we had another system where running beautifully for three months, they have three dryers in the system. And uh, first one of the dryers gave way, then the second one, and the third one looked pretty bad because uh, it was basically overloaded since the other two were down. So the customer was not even aware when our tech arrived and he found that a contractor who installed metal guards on those dryers had accidentally drilled into the condenser and caused a refrigerant leak. So that certainly was uh, a plus for our customer here that we were able to uh, spot this uh, trouble or coming up trouble from remote and be there before he even knew about it. And there's one more, if I may share this, we just started up big system with three large variable speed compressors with a master controller. During that startup, we could see that one of the machines did not behave as expected or definitely not like the others. Uh, it did not vary in speed at all. So uh, after some deep digging from remote, we found that it was misprogrammed by accident, like a fat finger job. But we caught that right here by looking at the data. And then later on, we could watch remotely just how this master controller manages those three variable speed drive machines very well. And we improved the efficiency just by asking the customer to lower the system pressure with the confidence that step-by-step step we can be there with him. And after a few weeks, uh, we are now down at the 84 to 85 pounds where he was planning on running it at 105, 110, and everything is a okay. So that is my story and I'm sticking to it. Okay. Thanks for those examples. Um, so one last question today. Uh, can you explain in more detail why, why more companies aren't offering this type of service? So if, if I had this answer to broaching that digital divide, I, I think we'd be having a very different conversation mm -hmm. right now. I, I do believe it's close. I, I think it's coming. You know, we all look to our cell phones constantly you know, some of us have to put them away to make sure that we're not distracted you know whether it's news or family updates work emails um you know there there are ways to push your compressed air system alarms and messages to to your cell phone and and have a web browser or app that's going to show you status of that system so i think the technology is there it's just packaging these things together with the necessary support structures is maybe the, the missing link. There are of course challenges with adding a third party um, to that system, if you would. So you might have the company, you might have uh, the the monitoring device, and then you know the monitoring person, if you would, or or our group. Um, and usually that you know, cellular is also a challenge. Um, it's not great in every location in the U.S., regardless of what Verizon or AT&T may say. Um, you know, so there are places that that compressed air systems go that cellular does not. Um, plus, there are some folks that are concerned with the security of cellular. And, and in those cases, we need some kind of alternative. Um, so I think we're we just got to find that that right tipping point 
um, to, to really move this business model forward. Great. Well, thank you, Neil and Werner, so much for your expertise today. Uh, that'll be a wrap on this episode on compressed air system data monitoring. So watch for future episodes. Uh, they're planned for release one per quarter this year. Um, and if you haven't already, be sure to check out the first episode of the series on alternative design strategies. Uh, thank you again to our sponsor, Kaiser Compressors, and thank you all for listening. Thank you.